can you stop messing around with your mics, please? If it is your mic. Anyway, okay, here we go. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is AbFab, a.k.a. Jonathan Starkey, your wonderful, delightful, delicious, lelovely digital pub landlord of that wonderful place called oh, Cheshire Matters. Get on with it, man. I, I love me. I love me. Here we go. Every week, this longest introduction going for them. Talk about himself. Okay, so we know that the Raven is in. Okay. Stats, say hello. Keep it short. Yo. Yo. Oh, getting down with the with the youngsters, are we? Yeah. Seems as though that you're in your 40s. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for reminding me about that, yeah. Okay. And to the wonderful man, the man they call the gazelle. I was talking about you the other day, you know. Mm. I was. Everybody brags about the gazelle. Yeah. Quite right. Said, why do they call him the gazelle? And I said, you've never seen a man move so smoothly to get his hands around his pint. It's elegance in motion, I can assure you. There you go. And I hear yes. that you have a liking for Guinness, sir. Is that right? Not anymore. I did about two hours ago. It's, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Nigerian Guinness. I've never had a Nigerian Guinness. Niger- I didn't even know that they had Irishmen in Nigeria. I didn't. I only got it from his Sunta, and it works a treat. <laughs> well, okay, let's move on with the roundup. And Statsman has had this roundup. Excuse and he's... me, excuse me. What? I want to say hello to our listeners here. Well, you already have. <laughs> Muted. No, there no, you no, go. No, 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 you were having a go at good me. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, listeners. Hope you're having a great week. I'm back off my weekend away. Had a lovely time with Mrs. Ingram. Oh, yeah. And, uh, okay. Hope you're having a great time. Thank you. Okay, right, that's it. Next time, you get muted. What's that? Sign language, Steve? Okay, I didn't know you knew sign language. (laughs) Unbelievable. Anyway, Credit Suisse begged financial authorities to intervene during their crash. Now, that's Credit Suisse, the bank that went down this week. Yeah? Same week, okay, as the Silicon Valley Bank went down. Any connection there? No? Anybody, Anybody got anything? They're not very oh, good yeah, yeah. at banking, they, they, are they? Yeah, there's bound to be a connection because obviously with, with the um, there's a lot of women that stopped doing it now. Well, the UK can implants. I mean, you know, no, no, it's got them. nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing to do with that. It's a bank. Not, it's it's called Silicon. the Silicon Valley Bank. All right. Yeah, that's where they get the silicon from. No, it is obviously they're bound to go bust. No, having the pun. Very good, Gazelle, very good. Well, the UK arm of Silicon Valley Bank paid out more than 15 million in bonuses days after it, you know, it was saved from collapse by the Bank of England. How about chicken that? Feed. I know, 15 million, yeah, chicken feed. You know, why I, I know. we pay 200 million? <laughs> For the bank. For anybody, don't matter. <laughs> Well, okay, what about Tesco? Pay at Pump Fury as drivers are charged a £120 deposit every fill-up if you pay at the pub. Pump. At the pub? Yeah, at the pump. <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> Slip of the tongue there. At the pump, okay? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's very simple. Don't pay at the don't pump. Don't use Tesco. Don't use no, Tesco. Don't use Tesco. Simple as that. Indeed. Don't drop it. And what does everybody think of the ex-BBC newsreader, Laura Trevelyan? She's quitting the BBC to campaign for Caribbean reparations. So that's (gasps) money to slaves. 
is she going to look into this properly and look at exactly how many people had slaves over the thousands of years and divvy all the money out correctly? Well, this is the thing. You, <laughs> you know, how do you how do you actually look into something? You, you know, can't. like that. It's 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 virtually impossible. There's no money coming back off the Vikings, so get that into your heads. Well, you know, I've done about this. I've been a slave to fashion for years. I'm not bothered. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about slavery and reparations to slave people, people who were enslaved. And basically, how do you work it out? I mean, who do you pay the money to? Well, I think we're going to do a special on this, aren't we? So maybe we could look further into it and see exactly who owes everybody what. Well, <laughs> so considering <laughs> considering that it was reported Steve that the United Cole. the United Kingdom, yeah, well, yeah, as a Norseman, he came over here, raped, pillaged, and plundered. He took from our monasteries, didn't he? Well, yeah. we, we did. We did go on a few Saturday nights out with uh, you know some uh, unauthorized entries into monasteries. Yes. You're damn right. You took our yeah, gold. Yeah. And then yeah, you, yeah, that, you, what did you do with it? Mm, I see him in his Viking hat singing Tainted Love. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be difficult, this. I mean, how are we going to get them off the Ottomans? Not sure they're around anymore. No. The Romans. I've got enough like money to keep on my bed in, it? It's according to certain reports, we only just paid off our debts to the slave traders and slave owners in 2015 you say we like it like we did it but i mean <laughs> well yeah we uh, as representative of we past? Uh, you otherwise know, i'm gonna dredge up who owes money from even further in the past oh yeah yeah well fun. what like what did the romans ever do for us go on viking what are you gonna say go ahead i was just gonna say has anybody ever stopped long enough about modern day society to think about it and actually ask themselves, is everybody really free now or are they trapped in a financial system that they can't escape that's been now running for thousands of years? If anybody thinks they're really free, then just try living your life without any money. It's like oxygen. You can't last very long. No, that's true. That's true. But um, some people say that we live in an open prison in this country at the moment, and that the elite are just going nuts with the system and just being able to game it, play it, do whatever they want. Go ahead, Mark. I remember being told you could only go outside and exercise for one hour a day. That's like being on solitary confinement. Well, and Boris is getting questioned about that stuff, and he's put in a 52-page report. I'm trapped in my body. (laughs) But I thought you said you were very happy. Sorry? You can you go for quite a walk inside it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I wouldn't stand for that, Gazelle. I'd get him. I'd that get him cool. for that. I, what was that? A, was that an insult? Yeah, it was trying to be an insult. All right, no, I'm sorry. I need to water off a duck's back if you pardon me. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Okay, Oxfam. 92-page guide calls English language of a colonizing nation, actually. You know, so they're doing a review of all the English language and the what you should do and how you should approach things, yeah, gender sick. and all the rest mm. of that stuff. Uh, who who uh, is uh, doing this? Sorry, I missed the... the Oxfam. Oxfam. Oh, good grief. Right. right. So basically, Oxfam are a bunch of gender benders. Yeah, that's, you know, it's an inclusivity guide. That's what it is. And it calls yeah. English 
the language of a colonizing nation and tells staff to avoid the words mother, headquarters, and even youth. And it's being slammed. Go ahead, Mark. What about Arabic? Oh. I've been slaving people for that way more than the British Empire ever did. Uh, and if you go to the Bible, you know, in the Coloss- Colosseans, uh, if you read some of the, you know, the works there, it talks about slaves and them being told to obey their masters. Go ahead. I was about to give a lot of stuff to Oxfam, but then I uh, had to change of heart and gave it to another charity instead. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are going to be switching off from Oxfam now. Because mm-hmm. as they say, if you go woke, you go, you go broke. broke. Yeah. Like and it's, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. Uh, Rachel Reeves, she's wriggling as she's asked to provide details on policies. So she's talking a lot, but she's not actually getting down to any details. How about that one? Well, it's true enough, mm-hmm. isn't it? Well, you want clarification from a politician? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's hard work. What about the French? They're going nuts. Because of Macron's vote to up the pension age, you know, they go off like a bottle of pop, but they're raising the pension, pensionable date from 62 to 64. And Macron didn't even give a real vote on it. He just put it through and then that's it. So I, I wonder what's going on there. There's something not quite right. And I suppose that we didn't really hear that much of it in mainstream here because, I mean... This government would like to put the pension age up to 67. No, they're looking at 68 now, and I read an article this week, 68. In a few years' time, they want to get it up to 68. It's it's obscene, actually. This needs looking at. We need to do a, an article on pensions, in my view. Oh, hey, hey. It will be obscene if it gets to 69. <laughs> oh, no comment on that one. No comment. What about... The International Criminal Court's chief prosecutor com- confident he can nail Putin for war crimes. <laughs> I, is he, he going to personally arrest him, is he? I have no idea. But he's Ridiculous. he's going to issue a warrant for the guy's arrest. <laughs> Who's doing this? The ICC. You have more chance of catching COVID. Well, you know, I t- <laughs> he's a British lawyer. So, can he do it? The International Criminal Court. What, a lawyer? Well, yeah, he's a British lawyer, and he's he's actually taking it there, and he's going to see if he can do him for war crimes. Who's, who's well, going to arrest him? I'm guessing he's going to issue him a summons to appear in court, and he's clearly <laughs> going to be so frightened to death, he's going to get on the train straight away and arrive there. He's going on his horse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about the counsellor who says she good? doesn't want... <laughs> Wait a minute. You haven't even heard who the councillor is. No bother to. to. <laughs> so you just, well, you might like this one. Go this on. one, it's a Tory councillor. She's 81. She's suspended for saying that she doesn't want pride sex flags in high streets, insisting people are sick of this flaunting of sexuality in public. Make a prime minister. <laughs> Did you say she was sacked? Well, suspended. Suspended? Yeah. Angela Kilmartin is her name. By who? 
She's been suspended by the party for 21 days. Well, that's the benefit of being an independent then, isn't it? Well, no, she's not an independent. She's a conservative. No, that's what I'm saying. That's the benefit because no one can suspend you then, can they? Well, they could if they decided to string you up. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) And there's something not quite right about an 81-year-old in suspenders. Yes. No, it's not. (laughs) Sorry, what about, I'm fi- I mean, we already know about the Met Police being institutionally racist, corrupt, misogynistic, and homophobic, especially when they had an openly gay dame. Mm. The wokest mm. police force ever are institutionally racist, are they? Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the report came out just yesterday, is and it, it was damaged. against... Is it racist against white people because they don't employ them as much these days? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, we're becoming a minority in employment now mm. because they only prefer minorities. Well, maybe we'll come back into fashion. You don't know. Well, this, none of this seems to gel, does it? No, it's all... <laughs> something not right with all this, like... Oh, no, there's, some, there's something really, really wacky about the whole lot. Mm. Okay, now, what does everybody think? And Steve is going to come in on this, I'm sure of it. Are you ready? Now I'm going to do a little bit of hint of the music. Get them, lads. Let's go. Drop them. The battle against turning ex Dambusters HQ into refugee detention center. You are kidding. No. If I was kidding, I would say, I was on the moon the other day, and I ate some cheese and crackers. <laughs> That's what I would say if I was kidding. No, this is true. I'd believe you. No, you wouldn't. Are there people out there in the civil service and, and, and government deliberately trying to provoke the British people? Well, because yes. it appears to be the case. Yes, yes. yes. Definitely. 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 Well, they've got historians, broadcasters, and RAF veterans who are all joining forces in a campaign to stop plans to turn home of former Dan Buster's HQ into a refugee detention centre. And it was the 617 Squadron. Do you remember that Carling, Carling Beer advert? You know, it was yeah, going... Okay, do we drop him now? And then he takes off his mask and he's still going... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were funny. Those uh, you don't get adverts like that anymore now, do you? Oh no, you can't have things like this. It would send people, upset people. They'd be in tears and they'd be writing into the, uh, you know, uh, the, the complaints people. And yeah, the, we and want our them. refugee centres. <laughs> to hell with our history. To hell with our heritage and culture. We want refugee centres. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Sort that fella out in the back of the pub. Get him out of the back. Get him dealt with. <laughs> well, I'm just giving another point of view. Well, I've got a question for you, landlord, then. Uh, how many are you going to take in this pub? We're going to take 257. And the pub well, is just the size of a bungalow. Hey? <laughs> and the pub is just the size of a bungalow. And I'll be a multimillionaire by next year. <laughs> how about yeah, that? That's your business. Huh? It's a profitable business. It is it? indeed. It mm. is indeed. I just don't know how many people are going to be able to sit at the dining table. That's all. Because <laughs> it's a bit of a small house. But what there I you want go. to know is which politicians, which MPs up and down the country are now going to openly vocalise 
what the public are thinking regarding all this and actually oppose all of these measures. Well, I think, I, th- I think maybe there might be a start because the ERG group, and this is, well, I, I say the other one was the last, but the ERG group under Marc Francois, do you like that name, Marc Francois? Um, they have now applauded the, the DUP and say, you know, who are going to vote against it, and they're going to vote against it now, you know, the Windsor Framework. So it looks What's like his it's... Name again? The Windsor Framework. No, 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 that's about Andrew. Marc Francois. Francois, that sounds a bit froggy to me. It does, mm. but he's definitely English, and he's a bit rotund, and he looks like... Well, he looks a bit like um, Steve, actually. <laughs> no, they can't be too Steve. <laughs> they can't be too with them. Oh, no. Well, our Steve is like sort of slim, slender raven. Looks like well, he hasn't eaten. I'd agree with Trevor. There can't be two of me because these inherently dynamic, dynamite good looks are unique. Yeah, that's Patrick. right. Well, you know, Steve, I mean, to me, I mean, I, you know. I, I didn't. I didn't quite mean that I just no no i didn't think you did either because i the, no to be the size here they can't be two of you because you won't get in the house <laughs> i was gonna say steve you're already two of you <laughs> yeah well i to me to me i mean steve you're so slim you look like you haven't eaten in at least the last 10 minutes so you know <laughs> well I, i've gone a bit mad over the weekend at the butlins down at minor to be honest oh dear heidi hey so butlins at where minor Minor, yeah. Well, did you manage uh, to get in there? Is there no immigrants in there? Uh, no, <laughs> not yet. Not yet, anyway. Uh, no, but, uh, no, no, no. They were hired to serve the food. Well, to be honest with you, they made a mistake down at uh, Bullins uh, when we go. It's uh, self-serve dining facilities, uh, which is quite a mistake, really, because you you can't control yourself. And uh, to be quite, uh, Bullins finances are now stretched to the hilt after I've been there for the weekend. Oh yes, we can tell. Yeah, I can imagine. We yeah. can tell. Well, shall we go on to the national gentlemen? If we have to, go on then. Indeed. Well, this one, and I know that Mark's going to have a lot to say about it. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read out a paragraph that our man Andrew Bridgen actually said in Parliament on the seventeenth which is literally just last Friday. On the 13th of December last year, I was kindly granted an adjournment debate on the potential harms that emergency use of experimental mRNA COVID-19 vaccines cause. It's fair to say that night my life changed. During that speech, in the evidence data that I presented to the House, which no one has effectively rebutted, did you note that? Nobody said anything against it. I highlighted to the minister the scale of harms that the experimental vaccines have caused and continue to cause. In giving that speech to an almost empty chamber, because that's what happens. Nobody wants to be seen to be discussing sort of the very icky type of subjects. Yes. On this most important of issues, quite literally life and death, two things happened to me immediately. First, I was cancelled by the mainstream media. Despite sending a data sheet in the wake of the debate, scientifically evidencing every point that I made, not one media organisation wanted to talk about the issue of serious harms or deaths occurring as a result of the mRNA vaccines. Now, The media silence is alarming. 
Well, that shows the integration that they have with the government at that level because somebody's squashing it. As evidenced when Matt Hancock was exchanging communications on WhatsApp with George Osborne, who was the editor of the Evening Standard at that time. Or the Standard, I should say. So, so what's happened to Hancock's uh, messages just like Well, they've all been obliturated. Figures, and decide. And well, now it's about Boris. Well, well let's, it should be about this. Okay, so let's let's let stats have a say on some of this. Go ahead, stats. Go on. Well, as you say, I think it's uh, what these MPs don't do that speaks volumes. As you just said, nobody's come forward to uh, to refuse his evidence or report him for misleading parliaments, which they know they'll do at a drop of a hat when they want rid of someone. Yeah. They just all run away, don't they, when he stands up. And as you just said, the media cancel him. Now, his evidence holds up. I've looked at it, and we've been looking at this for years, haven't we? Yeah. He uses government data and data from the pharmaceutical companies themselves, which are, if we get a bit of time, I'll run through some of them because it, it, it's quite serious. Go ahead. And we know there's other MPs who are receiving emails from constituents regarding jab injuries, that they must be just totally ignoring them. In my opinion, I think this is shameful. It's a disgrace. They pushed it, and now they're running away when we're finally seeing the consequences. Now, Andrew's only one of a few MPs who's willing to stand up against the narrative which should tell you all you need to know about our current crop of cowards, sorry, uh, MPs. So never mind Boris misleading Parliament. Parliament and this government, as we've reported on, have been lying to us, misleading us, spying on us, using psychological warfare against us, trying to put people in prison to deter us, <clears throat> pardon me, and coercing us to take a medical procedure that some people didn't want. And I'd say that was tyranny. And I think that's why people like Boris and the rest should be held accountable for. Not whatever's going on. But there was parties, yeah, okay, great. We touched on that too. But ultimately, look at the bigger picture. They're not being accountable for any of this, are they? Sorry, they're not held accountable for any of this. No, that's right. Go ahead, Steve. No. Yeah, I just want to say, I'm kind of seeing a lot of things uh, online starting to appear with people expressing views, which people are saying that this is in their opinion, the tip of the iceberg, that this issue is going to slowly come to the surface and it's going to be huge. Obviously, we've all got views on this, like everybody else. Um, what I find very disturbing more than anything else is two things, as, as Mark has mentioned and what we've been discussing here, which is the fact that no other MP has commented either way. And secondly, the fact that the media is completely silent on the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's shocking, shocking. Well, I think if I'm correct, there were 63,000 deaths recorded from the vaccine. Is that correct? Well, I think it is. I I, I think it is. I'll take a chance on that. I think there's yeah. 63,000 that died. And, th and the rest. Well, just start thinking about people that die from other things. Trevor, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Bidgin was the, the guy that reform turned down, wasn't it, if I remember correctly? Oh, yeah, there's something very, very dodgy mm, about the whole thing. Very odd. Now, he's got it bang on, as, dare I say, was also our call. We mentioned this yep. months ago. Yeah. And this will play out, th these figures will come out, they'll play out over the next decade. And it's not going to be. Pretty oh, the whole narrative is going to going to evolve. No, it's not going. And to it's be going to unravel. Bigger, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's going to unravel. 
And then there's going to be a lot of trouble when people realize that we yeah. are definitely, in every way, led by donkeys. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, there's a comment also by this uh, MP Andrew Bridge in re referring to the the recent distraction of a fun, of a football pundit's uh, recent activities uh, and comments and the sideshow that that created, distracting from. Uh, rather more serious matters going on in the country, such as the issue that Andrew Bridgen was trying to trying to raise, and and lots of other things, and it just shows you really how sort of uh, the media circus focuses on uh, lesser matters to a large degree, and creates this sort of sideshow going on elsewhere merely to distract from what they don't want the public to really be focusing on. And Diversion I think tactics. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, you know, this, this, this celebrity culture, it gets on my nerves to be quite frank. It's, it's a shambles. You know, we've got serious matters going on in this country and um, it, it's just become a complete celebrity media circus, uh, our media as a well, whole. In my the response for the minister for health and secondary care, Will Quince was a guy who gave the response. He said, that he was responding on behalf of the Under Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, the Honourable Friend, the member for Lewes, Maria Caulfield. And he said that the reported events are not always proven side effects. Some events may have happened anyway, regardless of the vaccination. It's just so strange that these things all started happening after these people were vaccinated. Okay, I'll give way to you uh, quickly, Trevor. Go ahead, and then I'll finish this off. Yeah, I just want to change the subject slightly about what Steve was on about there, this, this distraction tactics. I mean, you've got the likes of Lineker, etc. How can that be more important than these WhatsApp messages? It can't be. You know, the, the Matt Hancock fiasco, that's the only way you can call it, was ta totally taken out of the headlines. Yep. Totally taken away gone, from the gone. likes of yeah. Gary Lineker and whatever it is, his football uh, match of the day. It should be stopped. The most important issue there was Matt Hancock's yep. WhatsApps. They've disappeared. Yeah, but they're quite happy to throw Boris to the wolves, aren't they? Go ahead, Mark. This is the problem, the Boris thing, as I said. It's another distraction, isn't it? Because we've got massive excess deaths all over the world. Yeah. No one wants to explain these, and it's way more than probably what was happening with COVID, possibly, in the years to come. I just want to point out some of the facts that Andrew was saying. I mean, you can find all this, I think, on Hansard, on the government websites and stuff. They've got his whole speech. But he's pointing out there's unprecedented levels of yellow card reports, which is for the adverse effects for vaccines and it's yeah. the same in america with their VERS system and the funny thing is now is the medicines and healthcare products Re regulatory agency announced they will no longer be publishing the reporting on the yellow card updates Ooh, massive that's indicative. why is this because the event the uh, <clears throat> yellow card reports of adverse events is far higher for the experimental covid vaccine than the total yellow card reports of all conventional vaccines administered for the past 50 years. You've got data from Florida which is showing that harms are disproportionate to the number of vaccines being administered compared to previous ones. Now, just bear with me on this one. This is very serious. Data held by the US government's National Library of Medicine shows one in every 990 people vaccinated with the Pfizer booster will have a serious adverse event. 
The risk with Moderna was even greater. That was one in 662 people vaccinated. You combine the two, you come to a figure of 1,250 people with serious adverse events for every 1 million vaccine boosters. Right. But what what you've got to realise is there's more data that's come from uh, the UK Health Security Agency. I'll run through this really quickly. To prevent one healthy adult aged between 50 and 59 from being hospitalised due to COVID, the government's own published data states that 43,600 people had to be given an autumn booster. So when you look at the the rate of events, that's one in 800. That means in the healthy 50 to 59 age group, as a result of using these boosters, 55 people would die or be put into hospital just to prevent one single COVID case from going to hospital. And then if you go down lower, because I don't think we've got time now, to the lower age groups, it gets higher and higher. So the 49 to, to the 40 to 49, it's 116 people who probably died or had serious adverse reactions. And you go to the 30 to 39 <laughs> age group, and it's 263 you can see where this is going, like Trevor oh, said. In about 10 years, this is going to be horrendous. And then, sorry, the latest evidence is, is that stillbirths, miscarriages, and menstrual abnormalities have increased to numbers not experienced by women in recent history. And this is all government data. Go so ahead, Steve. Pushing them up. Sorry. Go, Go ahead, Steve, quickly, because then I'm yeah, going to wrap this up. The point, which is, if they're already starting to consider and, and are doing so, perhaps, uh, stopping the reporting of these yellow cards uh, and the effects of these uh, vaccines and what's been going on, tells me that they are preempting a huge spike in issues and possibly deaths from these, if this is the case. And they are uh, well, already battening down the hatches yeah. to suppress what is potentially a very huge, huge issue in this country and beyond. Okay, I think the word you're looking for is they're looking to sort damage limitation and repercussions. So let me just uh, summarise what they said on behalf of the government and I'll let you have the last word, Trev. Okay? If I may on that as well, please, Jonathan, is that they change the law to stop those payments. Yeah, yeah. Well... Disgusting. I know. What they've said is that they're going to commit $110 in funding for COVID-19 vaccine research. And that also includes consideration of vaccine safety, including robust monitoring of adverse reactions to COVID-19 vaccines. Now, $110 million is a drop in the ocean to what they've paid. So, basically, they're saying that the COVID vaccine program has saved tens of thousands of lives and has prevented many more hospitalizations. Now, that's not quite proving true if you listen to what Stats was saying very clearly. No, it isn't. It's far from it. It's but far also, from it. Can I just ask a question? Just correct me if I'm wrong here. But were MPs at one point voting to give indemnity to the manufacturers of these vaccines? They did give correct? indemnity. They did they, give them. They gave indemnity, Steve. Yeah. They didn't vote on it. They gave it. That's why I said they need to be held accountable. Every yeah. single one of them voted for absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's got to be at the forefront of the thinking and the investigation and anything that comes forward from this. Also, one of them. But who's going to sue them? Because a lot of the... No, it it will never happen. It'll just be all brushed under the carpet. 
And but a lot of the people, the older people, especially the people that Trevor mentioned in a previous podcast, who were in the care homes are dead. So there is going to be literally no comeback from them. They've gone. That's it. Uh, so uh, th- from the government's position, they're saying, you know, the COVID vaccine program is something of which the country can be very proud and no. the government are thanking the scientists, clinical staff, volunteers, and others who helped to make it happen. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be proved wrong. Just quickly before we finish, you know, you've had all these messages have come out about the lockdowns. I wonder what's going to happen when the messages start coming out about the vaccines. Well, because we've had leaked messages from America which have been uh, relating to some of the pregnancy things. There's going to be a floodgate open, isn't there, soon? Okay. How many times did we bring this up, man? Oh, uh, we it's did. Not about, we spoke about it's not this. About, it's not it. about the here and now. It's not about us taking it. It's not about a 65-year-old taking it. It's about the 25-year-olds taking it that are not that are not going to be able to have children in the future. Yes, that's. Trevor, I disagree. Another... I think after some of those things I read out, it's it's literally about everyone taking it. That's why Andrew Bridgen's not stopping. Okay, but I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. I, 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 I know, what, just, I know I, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm just emphasising. They are the priority. I'm, I'm worried about our children and yeah, our me too. children. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Not me. Doesn't matter about me. Luckily, though, Trev, there wasn't a great take-up for the children, so I think people. They tried. They tried. Oh, they tried. tried. They tried. Yeah, but thank heavens, they didn't. They, they didn't did. get it. Okay. Because well, of, and I will say it again because of the likes of us. Thank yeah. you. All right, let's wrap that one up and let's go on to the local. And this one, who I don't know who's going to actually set the scene on this one. Am I going to set the scene on this one? Sure. Okay. Now, a certain council in Cheshire. Can anybody make a guess? <laughs> dun, dun. Okay. Uh, has been criticized for not having the proper systems in place for IT access. And that means that when people have left... They've still had access to the council systems. The finance system, of all things. You Cheshire can't believe East. that, can you? It's Cheshire East this time. I thought we've, we've neglected them for a while. So, Well, I, you know, a company that I'm not too happy with, but Mazars were called in to do the investigation and the report on them. Now, I'm familiar with Mazars. I had a meeting with them when they were supposedly to do an investigation into PRS governance, which was kind of kind of whitewashed because the PRS decided to pick what points they wanted to put forward to the membership. So I'm just wondering if the same thing has happened here because Mazars are under no obligation to tell the truth to the public. It's as simple as that. They're under no obligation. Their only obligation is to the buyer, which is Cheshire East. So when they do an investigation into the way... It's basically safety of access for IT. For example, it says there was also a case where a new worker had been granted access to a system before approval of the access request, a level two incident. So this is having access to quite sensitive information here. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so frustrated. But that's another story. Right, so to carry on from this, we've got... Four. <laughs> Not enough Guinness in Nigeria. <laughs> calm down, calm down, chap. Right. We've got 46 ex-employees that still had access to the financial system. Now, now 
It's crazy, isn't it? No, I'm sorry, I'm even laughing myself at this, right? Now, this is gross incompetence. Oh, yeah. At best, right? And that should be a second offence. Has anybody gone? I doubt it. No, no, no. And who's overseeing it? Who's overseeing it? The councillors. Now, now, now. Hey, now, 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 it might be rusty nail. Because (laughs) I've seen, if this is happening in Warrington... I wonder. Two point eight billion in debt, maybe. Oh no, 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 no! I'm you're thinking slightly the way I am, but I wonder is the total really only one billion? <laughs> Ooh. So I'm saying if forty six ex employees from Chester have been offloading some money, could our debt actually be only only a drip in the ocean of one billion instead of two point eight? Because somebody might have that in their back pocket. Not that I'm pointing any fingers, of course. But if they're using the same system, that forbid. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, uh, you know, if they're not no, actually... You've got your tongue twisted on it. Now, I'm saying if Katha Goth, Katha Goth or Rusty Nail... Have a <laughs> Those are our new nicknames. We're doing, we're doing a play. We're doing a screenplay in which we all have lines, gentlemen. Obviously, Steve has more lines than anybody else. Well, no, clearly, obviously. clearly, this yeah. should be the case. Yeah, absolutely. but your lines are, I must do better. I must do better. I must do, I must listen. I must do better. Thousand times. Yeah, so we have, as, as Jonathan says, our our fabulous landlord, Abu Dabu, Abi Dabi Doo. No, Obgob. <laughs> I'm now known as Obgob or there's, Obnox. There's, there's something What's all this fabulous landlord business? He's a pain in the ass. He's <laughs> he goes on all the time by himself. And you quite so right. You're never, in trouble. you're never in trouble on here like like I am. Honestly. Muted. No. Okay, go ahead, Mark. See, see, see as I was <laughs> saying, our fabulous landlord, see, I, I can carry on talking as much as I want. Because That's right. Raven is now muted. in his nest. He's, he's so, mu- no, he's muted. He's muted. Well, I've said for a long while. Do you think? Anyway, I won't go down that road. Do you know anyway, what? Can we get a, so can we get a remote special coming up, Trevor? Can we get a remote for him? You know, a live remote. And we'll, just let we'll, our listeners know that we've got this um, this special coming up. Oh yeah, a nightmare um, on Warrenation Street. A nightmare on Warrenation Street, which is going to cover uh, Rusty and Ale, Cather Goth, and the Nodding Dogs. That's right. <laughs> That's just a teaser. We will so. be investigating a haunted building, formerly the council chambers of Warrenation Borough Council. Mm. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Well, another point to make about Cheshire East is Cheshire East was the only borough in the county to see its annual number of fly tipping incidents rise. <laughs> so they basically... Not only are they getting it wrong inside, but they're also getting it wrong outside. Go ahead, Mark. They're having a wobble, aren't they? A wobble? I just just think it's funny the way they have all these crazy, insane ideas. Net zero. Let's go net zero. They can't even prevent fly tipping from quadrupling. Well, Cheshire West, Cheshire West have got a marginally better record because the number of incidents have gone down 
from 5,731 to 4,762. So they've gone down by 1,000. So I'm just wondering how many of the Cheshire West council employees actually decided to actually tip it at the proper dump. <laughs> I was thinking that, yeah. There's flight tipping in Cheshire East. It's not all council paperwork that there's having to be gotten rid of, is it? <laughs> Could well be. <laughs> if, if I if I may again, at risk of being called the Raven, just take the floor again. What's going on here? I, I, come and habit this, isn't it? Oh, he really wants to now. watch his step. Go on, Razel. Right, that's a cross between Raven and, and also, Giselle. Before we go any further, uh, uh, Mister, he was speaking before you. Shut up. You know, I, I nearly got a word. In I you. know you could say that. He's just realised he's been muted again. <laughs> Free the raven. Excuse me, Mr. Gazelle. Can you, oh, first of all, again. yes, Sorry. can you actually get dressed when you come on here instead of dressing gowns? It's very off putting, to be honest. <laughs> hey, we'll have to call him the budgie oh, yeah. smuggling one. Yeah, the budgie smuggler. <laughs> well, listen, listen to this. No. Right. The Cheshire East numbers come after the Congleton. Listen to this. Listen to this. He's talking about a bird. I know. I know. Come after the Congleton Household Waste and Recycling Centre in Cheshire East was shut down on September the 5th, 2021. And this was due to the lease expiring and the site being returned to the landowner. So they can't even even maintain a lease and a site for the recycling centre. So Mm. no wonder the tipping of, you know, the tipping incidents went up, you know? I mean, this yeah. has been going on in Warrington. I love these fly tipping reports. I do honestly. About I do. What? Right. I, now I'm know. sure, as I can, as I say, I'm, I'm trying to take the floor here over the Raven. Is he muted? Yeah, yeah, he's muted. No, I'm not muted at all. Well, you know, well, it's not a competition to take the floor over me. It's all I'm in charge of. We're not having any of this. What? What are you talking about? Would you just get on with it? I'm falling asleep here. Uh, hang on a minute, I've got to flip my uh, dressing gown off in a minute. Oh, wait, you know. Right. I'm sure most people are aware of my back passage. Yes. What is it? Well, I'm not, I'm not. vaguely familiar, yeah. Steve. Is it still a mess? No, Steve. Look, if you're in denial, that's fine. Let's not take it any further, okay? I'm sure most people are aware of my back passage. Yep. Warranted Council most definitely are. It's fully overgrown. It's not been trimmed for ages. Okay. I thought this was resolved th- a while back, Trevor. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, they did. They trimmed it. Yeah, I think it was something to do with that shallot because I think she was worrying. But it's, it's starting to overgrow again now. Now I have at present a mattress, a chair, a wooden seat, and a little cabinet stroke coffee table there. Oh, let it out. You can, you can get some rent for some migrants. Tell Suella Bravham and get them down. I can't believe you just read my mind. <laughs> I will carry on. I am looking for someone to fly tip a nice-looking wardrobe Then I would be looking at moving four illegal immigrants in to save. <laughs> and then we'd be moaning about you. <laughs> the council, a lot of money. And well, people will be saying, these, these we're idiots. racist for talking like that. Oh, we're, we don't care. We don't care. How can we be racist when we're supplying? Listen, if I can get a wardrobe in there, we can move. I can put a little gazebo in a little tent, and we can move about four illegals in. And that's saving uh, Paddington House a lot of money. Okay. All right, okay. All right, right, okay. Now, look at these council idiots. They restrict access to the refuse uh, refuse centres, you know, the tips, etc. 
And all the stick of the dumps, I used to call them stick of the dumps, they've gone now. They're not digging around anywhere for, anymore for looking at, for bits of metal or bits of brass or anything like that. You've now got to provide them with these bits and pieces. You know, they expect you to do all the segregating when they want more money, more money for less, less work. Yeah. Is all this equipment down at your back passage, Trevor? It sounds a big area, to be honest. It sounds like a bit of a party going on down Huge. there. Hey, hey, Steve, it's not a big area. <laughs> it covers about uh, six... Uh, what is it? Anals? Is it, is it? No, Ginnel. Ginnel, that's it. It covers about... It's uh, six houses in a ginnel, not an anal. That's a different ginnel. What's a ginnel? A ginnel. A ginnel is a back passage. Okay. How old, how old are you, Steve? Twenty-seven. Showing his age here, didn't yeah. Steve? Yeah. If you look at Coronation Street, I mean, I think you really. <laughs> I knew what a ginnel was. Shut up, you. I didn't. I've never heard the term. You've never heard the term ginnel. It's a, it's a, it's a northern term again. It's a back passage. Sounds as though it's something from about seventeen fifty-five. It is. No, 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 no. It's a back, it's a back passage. And it's just unfortunate that man's got a bit of grass in it and it's well overgrown, that's all. I mean, some of them are cobbled. <laughs> all right. Hey, do you want to hear some fly tipping figures? Yeah. Oh, please. Who? Yes, oh, please. You know, oh, what? Hey, listen, 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 listen. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, so you, I heard, I told you that um, Cheshire West and Chester, they, their figures have gone down. Well, so have Liverpool's, and so have Manchester's. But listen to these figures. Total incidents in 2021 in Manchester was 14,891, and they've gone down to 13,999. But in Liverpool, who also report a drop, they were 24,326, which you would expect, because Liverpool excel at most things. <laughs> 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 and it went down to 18,976 okay, well, in 21-22. The only thing to do with this is you, you'll see all this, you know, uh, the, the rubbish being reported to the council going down. Unfortunately, in all these cities, the rats are now so big, um, they're walking around with shopping bags. Yes, and, and um, they're actually eating in the canteen at Parliament. I know. I've seen quite a few of them in there. And they're getting quite trendy, these rats, I'm very, telling you. Very well-looking rats out there now as a result of all oh, this. Oh, uh, they superbly stuff. dressed. And they managed to, to get past the, uh, those guys with the guns with no problems. We're have to start you. putting the rats up in hotels soon, aren't we? <laughs> yes, because this government respects rats. They, mm. they respect any kind of vermin. No, not our rats. <laughs> I'm telling you. We'll take some French rats. Uh, ah bon, ah bon, bon vivant. Anyway, so that's it. That's the local finished. Right, we're going to know and we're going to say it is... Okay, Steve, you're back. You've been mouthing off. Get to the bar. Uh, excuse me, you've come me off here twice again because you find it hilarious. Yeah. I find it tiresome. So does Please. the gazelle, so does Mark. Isn't that right, lads? All hands up. And now all of a sudden, yes, you landlord, want the beers yes, in. Yes, and now you want the beers in. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I've had plenty of beer for the past three days. So oh, so you're I'm not going to... Okay. All right, so oh, that's all right. That's okay. Okay, yeah. guys, just exclude him from the next round. He's 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 suffering from roundophobia. Yeah, I can see him. It's like, uh, it's like, remember that advert? The bell is going to get you. The bell is going to yeah, get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. The last Steve over this weekend. Indeed. Well, okay, come on. Shout out, shout downs. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to shout down. Hey, I'm, I'm definitely. Shut up. I'm going to shout. No, no, no. I'm shouting you down. There you go. Mute it again. I think he was going to tell us about his friends he met in Butlins. Oh, the gay ones. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, Steve, you're back on. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I Jane was just going to say, actually, I found it quite hilarious. We went to a 70s weekend at uh, the Butlins, and it was, uh, it was a good laugh. It was, um, Were you the it, only gay heterosexual there? I don't really know where you're coming from with that, really. Um, but <laughs> it was quite some of the some of the acts who've been around, shall we say, a little while. Uh, one or two were announcing sort of uh, new uh, concert tours that they were planning for apparently next year, and I thought this was the definition of optimism. <laughs> given, yeah. the fact that, given the fact that some of them have been around a little while, and I'm thinking, hmm, we'll see. You know. So the Zimmer frames, <laughs> they, they they were just just leaving the Zimmer frames there, just on the side to make it look like they didn't need them. Is that right? Yeah, Elaine. By the way, she's mad. Uh, she actually. Oh uh, yeah, we think she is as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally agree. With yeah, that. totally agree yeah. with that. She, uh, she had me stood in a queue waiting to get in so that we would be first so we could stand at the front for an hour and a half before yeah, we so got... that was, was that a queue here? Hey? Because <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned two chaps Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned some gay people who came up to your face and said, I'm gay! So we, we're in the queue and then we get in there first and we wait an hour and a half, then we have to stand at the front for another hour. I, I was not, wasn't allowed to sit down for more than ten minutes during this entire weekend. At one time, oh, we're going here, we're going there. It's like it's like an expedition. I don't know. I survived it really, to be honest. With you. It was oh yeah, going. well, you look you look yeah. okay on it. You yeah, look I'm okay. I'm thinking that actually because I, I'm surprised you've sat down this weekend with the chaps that you met earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's dodging. He's dodging this subject like he's a, dodging Andrew, it. An Andrew Bridging hey, debate, what, isn't he? Hey, I seen the video. Did you see it? I'm thinking. Oh yeah. What video? Tainted love. The video. No, not the tainted love one. No, the video where there was um I think Elaine put it up where there was singing and <laughs> Oh I've not seen God. this. Oh no, this is hey, this is for Cheshire what, Matters after part. hours. Cheshire oh, Matters well, after hours. Tell you what, it's, it's gonna be a subscription is. only service. Yeah, there was it's two blokes pushing him from the back. I don't know. I think they were pushing him anyway. <laughs> and he kept dancing away in it. Oh, all right, okay. There may be children listening to this. I know. I mean, I got asked for my age when I went to buy purchase some alcohol today at you Home remember? Bargains. Are you having a laugh? No, I got asked. Say, say, look, I'm, you got asked your they age said, when you were buying alcohol. They said, they turned around to me and they said, I'm sorry, but, you know, you have you got any proof of your age? And I went, yes. My wife says I'm 12 years old. Will that do? <laughs> <laughs> there's no way in your what do you mean there's no way it happened that you were asked your age to buy alcohol i'm telling you it happened okay and when i, I was down you, you no, do sh- listen you just listen penis. shut up just listen of, mute it was mute, like a mute, mute. okay right you just showed him yeah mate. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I was walking Here's down the, the aisle and you know when they're actually taking stock out and they're putting it out on the shelves well there were three of them and they were blocking the aisle and i turned around and i said hey I said, is this a traffic jam? And the three three ladies looked at me and I said, oh, what beautiful drivers have gone, come across my gaze right now. And one of them turned around and said, I smell BS. And then I started to walk off and I just went, oh, my word, I've just stood in a cow pat. 
<laughs> and the three of them burst, burst out laughing. You can't compliment anybody now. No. You cannot compliment no. anybody. Uh, but there you go. All right. Okay. Trevor, give us a shout out, shout down. Give it something else. Go ahead. Well, I'll give it a quick quote and then I've got a shout out, actually. I've got, I've not done a shout out for a long while. But anyway, so what if I don't know what Armageddon means? It's not the end of the world, is it? <laughs> now, <laughs> Steve's still stress. going, huh? <laughs> Steve's yeah. thinking, look, Steve again, I'll tell you. get it in a minute. He's thinking, what's it? Start laughing about it. It's coming. It's coming. There you go. He's cracked. He's cracked. You can see it. He's cracked. Okay. And my shout out is to Nigerian Guinness. Yep. <laughs> I can't get over this Nigerian Guinness. There's lots of oh. Irishmen in Nigeria. What's the matter? I, I couldn't get over it. I, I picked it up. Lots of Nigerians in Ireland. Yep. <laughs> Nigerian Guinness. There is a home bargains, but no doubt other places will sell it. Yep. And I can quite honestly say it, it blows your socks off. It's good stuff. I'm telling you, try it. <laughs> if you like a drink, try it. Okay, there you go. Mark, go on. Give us a shout-out, shout-out. It's shout made out. from wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's black and white, baby. Black and white. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what, me being a gazelle, <laughs> gazelle yep. will be um, well atoned to a wee. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Go we'll ahead, Mark. Smell each other's butts. Okay, enough, enough, <laughs> enough. Like That's a beep. Did, uh, That's a beep coming on. This weekend with those two Th- That's a beep butts. coming on as well. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to have to do, I haven't done a shout down for, I'll probably do them every week, don't I, actually? But I'm shouting down our rubbish government. Uh, this whole stop the boats, people smugglers, Rwanda thing's just a massive distraction from their utter incompetence. Because <laughs> you think one million people entered the country last year and they claim only 45,000 came illegally. Yeah, that's. Where did the other no, 955,000 no, no. come from? Who are they? Where did they go? What are they doing here? It's a disgrace, isn't it, really? I'm sure their manifesto was tens of thousands. So mm, half a million net. Great. Yeah. yeah. So should... stopping them 45,000 isn't even going to scratch the surface, is it? No. Really? Not at no. all. But I, if I may just go off track. So off shout down to the donkeys and then let Trev go off track. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just completely off track here that, that, that my local MP, that Shalop, <laughs> put up the other night that we have to look after the vulnerable. Yeah. And I got in touch with her and I said, I totally agree with you, that we do have to look after the vulnerable people that are coming into this country. Now, what are you going to do with the other people that are not vulnerable? What they're doing is they're putting... I'm going to leave all those gaps in for... for, (laughs) I'm just going to leave them in, you know, Trevor, just for effect. Go on. I'm only this actually, podcast is now four hours long. Yeah, and but it gets more interesting as I speak. Put my input into it. Yes, it does. You, Steve. Yes, it does, right. Gazelle. Go so ahead. we've got all all these people that are put into these hotels, and my MP, Ms. Nichols, she says that we've got to look after the vulnerable. But the problem is, is that when you're shoving them all into these hotels, you're putting the vulnerable with the not vulnerable. So how does that how do work? We, how do we equate that? Who are the vulnerable or who are not vulnerable? You know, the people that come in here that are rapists. This has been a fact. Yeah. There have been people 
God has been killing people, raping people, etc., etc., and they just all lumped into one hotel. Unrecorded. So I've, got, I've got evidence of that as well. Yeah, yeah. unrecorded histories I about them. I don't doubt you have, mine. And okay. I, and then it's just a nonsense. Again, it's a nonsense. And I just want to highlight that my MP, that's your lot, talks nonsense. There you go. Well, and maybe... She's actually no relative because I've checked it all and... She's a sap of the tree. Well, I think that most MPs are vulnerable, and I think they should all be taken into care. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. They should uh, all be taken into that's care. That's a good point. That's a good indeed, point. Indeed. Indeed. Well, that's it. It's the end of the show, and we're going to say good night. Here we go. All right. Excuse me. Excuse me. You've jumped out ahead again. No, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I totally agree there because I also say that the Ravens should be taken into care with the forward said people. That's right. Excuse me. I'm just going to give a shout out. I think I, well, I haven't really. We'll make it quick. Well, I think I'll give a lovely shout out to uh, Mrs. Elaine Ingram, Mrs. Oh, oh my God. Again, we know she's lovely. We know she's lovely. I mean, you know, Judah should be taken into care. Leave her alone. Jesus, care. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, you had your shout out. Now say good night. Uh, no. Good night. I'm not saying good night. I say goodbye. I don't do this okay. dovey good night stuff. I say goodbye. All right. Okay. Goodbye, Steve. Yes. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great week. What's left of it? Don't forget, boys and girls, because I'll be chopping some of this out. Boys and girls are tucked up in bed. They've gone to bed. Dogs, cats. To the adults in the adult world about what's going on <laughs> in the world. Rats. Got what about the there we go. Oh, dog? Mark, say oh, goodnight quickly. Yeah, goodbye to the cats and dogs out there. Oh, gonna... oh God. Gambaccinis isn't... Oh, can't say Gambaccinis right. anymore. Okay, that's you muted as well. Mark, I'll say, I'll say, say cheerio because someone might be listening to this. Have an air cornflakes. Okay, indeed. Okay. Trevor, say goodnight. Hang on, it's five to nine and I see what's cornflakes. He didn't listen, did he? <laughs> Trevor's pretending. It's not, it's not live. Trevor's dude. pretending to be <laughs> muted. Oh, yeah, no, of course, this is our pre recorded He's pretending to be shows. muted. Unmute yourself, Trevor. Oh, sorry, I thought you uh, were <laughs> I didn't I do it. Just, I, I was just going to join Pub. I thought I'd been muted. <laughs> well, you muted your yourself. application for oh. Pub will be vetted first because you've been too much on the side of yeah, the... Yeah, you're going to be vetted. Oh, there we go. It's good, called... Good, it's good, The procedure is called neutering. Thank <laughs> you.